am Real Talk Kim, man. I get to preach all over the world. I've got, I birthed two whole humans. <laughs> Can't nobody tell me nothing. Have you ever seen a man with a paper cut? But I done birthed two whole babies. I showed in. They're, they're doing great. I raised them well. Uh, they're 26 years old. They're functioning voters. <laughs> they are. 26 years old and 24 years old. Morgan, Scotland, and Lincoln Presley. And my beautiful little mama. Stand up so I can see you pretty little thing. She's my road dog. She is five foot tall. I don't know. I know that God, when he created me, he was like, girl, I got to make you big. Because <laughs> I'd be on a pole somewhere. I'm just kidding. I would not. I would not. I, I, he just made me bigger. It would be hard to be real talk, Kim, if I was small like my mom. 99 pounds soaking wet. I'd be like, get up. Y'all be like, be quiet. But you know, five foot nine. Y'all like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Today, I am going to preach a sermon called Drop the Rock. Come on, some of y'all been walking around mad at your daddy. You, you 48. <laughs> I'm still mad at my daddy. You are 48. Y'all are still stalking your ex that walked out with your best friend. You still mad. 13 years done gone by. You still mad. God, listen, the trash took itself out. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Y'all like, I'm still bitter, Betty. I'm still angry. And God is trying to bring you better because that's how our God rolls. He does better. He is a better on-time God. And so today we're going to talk about dropping the rock. I got some great material in that lobby. I am a, a writer, my, my little president of Christmas here. I love you, Marcos Perez. I love the Perez family. But I got great books back out there. I got to release a book with Charisma. And y'all know Charisma. <laughs> they white. <laughs> and then they brought me on, Real Talk Kim. And, and I was like, I want to name my book Shut Hell Up. They said, No! Because they thought I meant the D. That D changes everything. Y'all know that D. If they would let me put that D in there. But it's called Shut Hell Up and it's in the lobby. And so uh, great books out there that'll help you get set free. So today I'm going from John. From John 8, 3 through 12. Drop the rock. What is your rock that you're holding on to? What is the anger that you're holding on to? I was, y'all, I was a preacher's kid, man. I was raised in United Pentecostal. Women couldn't preach. I was so mad at Eve. I was like, man, if Eve would have just shut up. <laughs> like, why do women always got to have the last word? You know what I'm saying? Like, apples aren't even good without peanut butter. <laughs> and now because of Eve... Here we are walking around angry at the world half the time. Every 28 days, y'all know what I'm talking about. Husband. <laughs> y'all know what I'm talking about. Our heads start spinning and stuff. And we're like, just let me get through this week as we're eating a whole carton of haagen -Dazs. And so I was raised in this religion that said women couldn't preach. And if you get divorced, you're going to hell on a slip and slide. And I'm like, you know, I mean, I was so angry, y'all. So angry. I was the girl that would lay up in my bed saying, kill him. Kill him with a train. Because I knew if a train killed him, Benny Hinn couldn't bring him back to life. <laughs> then God was like, girl, I got to use you, but I can't use you if you're still mean. Uh, and so I started praying, God, I want to forgive. I really do, but I don't know how. Preacher's kid. 
I'm raised on the church pew, and here I am. And so finally, about two weeks in, I realized God was really doing something in me because I, was, I wasn't praying kill him no more. I was like, don't kill him, just hurt him. <laughs> Baby steps. And now I get to love people all over the world back to life. That's what I get to do. So you tell me God ain't a bad man, Majama. <laughs> He is. Loving you is my favorite hobby on the planet. And I used to hate people. I just hated people. I was just so angry. I thought all church people, I was raised on that church pew. And I remember I would sit and I'd be watching the choir. And the choir would be singing because my daddy had me at church every single night. And I'd be just sitting there watching. And as Sister Goolsby was starting to shout, I'd be holding her shoe down (laughs) so she couldn't move her foot. And I'd be like holding her foot down. I'd be looking at them and they'd be going, one glad morning when this life is over. Fly away. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I got to spend eternity with you in heaven. I would rather die and go to hell. And so really what, what the enemy was doing was he starts to set you up at a young age. Because he knows that you're gonna walk up into faith assembly in October after a pandemic. (laughs) We have survived a pandemic. We have made it. You are still married. Some of y'all still married. Y'all love each other still. And you've made it. And I think what the enemy does is he starts to try to hold us back. And so today I wanna talk to you about a lady that really had everything going against her. And there's some of you that have walked in here with this today. Maybe you were raised in United Pentecostal. Maybe they told you you're going to go to hell on a slip and slide if you get divorced too. And I was married for 17 years. I was like, I was married for 17 years. I mean, I can stay married for 17 years. And then I kept telling that dude every day for like 17 years, I don't need no man because I was so broken. I was so broken that I was bleeding on people that didn't cut me. I was over here holding on to stuff that I felt like I was going to win a reward for it. And I told him, I don't need no man. I woke up one day and didn't have one. I was like, what happened? <laughs> but God, but God, he healed me. Uh, and he wants to heal you too. Uh, but how many times in life do we go through allowing and running from things that aren't chasing us? running from situations, running from people talking about us. I think one of the biggest areas, y'all, that holds us back the most is what are they saying about us? Who are they? Who are they? People that you are, well, they're on social media doing it. Social media, y'all, is a beast. Social media will have you following that broad. You don't even know how in the heck you started following her, but she's the same age as you. And she has had triplets in the last month. And she is already in a bikini on the beach in Daytona. And you are still trying to get your back boobs off from little Johnny that's 12. And you are madder and madder every day. She is juicing. She is holding the baby in a a papoose. She obviously got up five hours earlier than you this morning. And she looks like she's stepping off of Bizarre magazine cover. And she is juicing. She's teaching you how to use every little last piece of vegetable in your your fridge and juicing it for her husband. And little Johnny, your little boy, is seven seven years old walking around the house with chicken nuggets running out of their mouth. And you're like, I don't even even want to clean the juicer. 
And then she shows a picture of her husband and he looks like he stepped out of GQ and yours looks like he stepped out of DQ. <laughs> and you were mad. Mad, mad. That's what the enemy does. The enemy starts making you get stuck in other people's story and stuck. And if they ever find out what I've done, if they've ever find out that I'm a fraud, the enemy starts telling you you're a fraud. Nobody will ever love you. Nobody will ever celebrate you. You're hearing the words of your ex more than you're hearing what God says about you. You all of a sudden got on the hit list of the mean girls and now they're talking about you at the Bible study. And you're here saying, I know they're talking about me. They're not talking about you. The enemy will let your offense panties get wrapped around your neck so tight that you can't even breathe. And you're thinking, everybody is talking about me. Ain't nobody talking about you. Everybody is in their own war. That's why you need to get up. You're like, they're not, they're not even, nobody even cares about me. I'm the black sheep of the family. Everybody cares about you. They may not be liking your statuses anymore. They may not be. You know what I love about God? I love God. Look at the story of Jonah. Jonah was told, go to Nineveh. He was like a bunch of you. Boy, bye. <laughs> I ain't going to let them die. Let them die. So he goes and does whatever he wants to do. But God is such a great God. He says, he says big fish, go follow Jonah. He's going to need transportation back to where I told him to be in the first place. That's how cool God is. You done wrote yourself off. You done put yourself in the, in the clearance rack when God is over here saying, I got the best couture rack for you because I'm the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And I love to take people with the worst past and create the best futures. John 8, 3 through 12 says, and let's read. It says, and the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery. Here's what kicks me. In the very act. Y'all think they were all in the room with them? <laughs> Y'all think, think they all in there seeing it? But see, that's what we do. We're in the cancel culture. That's why the enemy, whatever your little area is on the inside of you that needs to be fixed, it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. So you're over here letting the council culture come in and tell you, ain't nobody, oh, you know how she is. Oh, you know, she's been married 10 times. What, you know? And so now you're over here canceling yourself now, not letting God use you. And it says right here, they said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery, the very act. Now Moses and the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? This they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. He bad. He bad, bad. He likes somebody talking. <laughs> he started writing. I wonder what he was writing. This is how I read my Bible. See, some of y'all read your Bible more if you would read it like this. I'm from the south side of heaven, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I see you. He started, he, he started writing on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, he that is with sin among you, let him cast a stone at her. And again, 
he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it being convicted by their own conscience went out one by one. I'm again, what you think he was writing? One by one, they leave and I bet you he was writing porn. Because <laughs> we love to throw everybody else in the fire, but we vindicate ourselves. You know what I'm saying? He was probably writing gossip, lying. Yeah, fear, fear, false evidence appearing real, worry. Right? He, he was, he, who knows what he was writing, but it says, but one by one, they get up and leave. Beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I. Go and sin no more. Come on, somebody high five yourself. Oh, I got this. Me and Jesus got this, baby. Everybody has a story, but yours is a bestseller. He's saying, I knew. You know what the greatest gift for me was? When I'm laying in that bed at my mother and my father's house, I had to move back in with my mother and father at 36 years old. Angry, my marriage was over. I thought God had written me off. And laying in that bed at my mom and daddy's house with my two sons downstairs that needed their mama. And I couldn't even get my act together. And I'm laying in that bed and I said, God, if you're not going to heal this marriage, then, 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 then take this pain away from me. And God said, girl, I can't take it away. You got to get up and walk away from it. He said, I already got up off of that throne. I got on that cross and I stretched my arms out wide for you. And I said, it is finished. It is finished for who you were yesterday. It is finished for who you're going to be tomorrow. It is finished. And laying in that bed, I had to make a decision that night. God, I'm getting up. I'm getting up. There's some of y'all that need to get up today. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, stop talking about it. Stop talking about it. It's over. Get over it. It's time to take your life back. You survived a pandemic. Well, you don't understand. I've already gone through my 401k. I was going to retire in two weeks. And then the pandemic hit. Well, thank God you are still here. Well, I ain't got no food in my pantry. I have to go to Walmart and get a whole month's supply of Romai noodles. That's all I can afford because it's $5 for a whole 30 bucket. Well, then go home tonight, get you some hot dogs and some Tony Sachery and put it in your Romai noodles and tell your kids you have Papados. It is what you make it, your life. God is waiting on you to get up and say, I'm about to come out of hell on fire. I'm about to take my life back. Imagine being blasted by lies or by something from your past. Rumors are rocks. Rumors are rocks. And usually what happens is you're not powerful, you're pitiful. Because when we go through something in our lives, the enemy starts holding us back and makes us believe that if we, if we just put the attention on somebody else, then nobody else will really know who we are. And so let us just tell their news. Let us just jump on the bandwagon and then before we know it, we're joining in on the posse. 
Best thing to say as, as, as the enemy is coming at you is not today, Satan, not tomorrow. The enemy's telling you, oh, I'm coming after your kids. Oh, your kids are going to be just like you. Your kids are going to be statistics. You walk through a divorce, your kids. Oh, your kids, your kids. And you're over here every day worried about your kids, worried about what's going to happen. Some of y'all need to realize that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives right here, baby. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead. You got the power the next time the devil is telling you, oh, you won't never recover. You ain't, your kids are going to be uh, uh, statistics of this or that. They're going to be strung out. They're going to walk through everything that you've walked through. You have the power on the inside of you to stand up to the devil when the devil tells you a storm is coming in your life. You've got the power to say, devil, not today, not tomorrow. I am the storm. I'm the storm. Y'all do know the devil's not creative, right? He is the only punk, hashtag punk, that ever got kicked out of heaven by he's a good, good father. A God that's got spiritual amnesia. You've been apologized for that abortion you had in high school. He's like, for what? He don't even remember. That's how our God rolls. What are you doing? What are you holding on to? See, because the devil's not creative. Everything he tries to defeat you with, guess what? He already used it. He's a has-been. Oh, devil, you should have messed with somebody else. I remember when I finally started getting my Holy Ghost. People always like, girl, what you have for breakfast? Crack, I'm not Holy Ghost Red Bull. What, 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 what? Because I know I've already been down. I ain't staying down. There wasn't nothing holding me down but myself. Now I'm getting up every day, cause I'll rise again. Ain't no power on earth can hold me back. That's all him, you're welcome. <laughs> See, our biggest dilemma is getting past they. Anybody ever outlived a lie? Anybody ever outlived a rumor? Anybody ever out outlived a, the ugly truth? Maybe you did do it. It's the ones who are against you. Listen to this. I'm about to set somebody free. It's the ones who believe in you the most. The ones who are against you the most. That believe in you the most. The people that you are holding on to. See, some people leaving you, this is going to be another one. Some people leaving your life is a favor. It's a favor. Rejection was not necessarily someone wanting out of your life, but it's somebody that God needed out of your future. See, you've been over here trying to give CPR to dead situations. You've been over here trying to stabilize what God's shaking you free from. You're not, no, I'd rather live with the devil. Pretend I'm happy. And God's like, I'm trying to give you a whole party. <laughs> Release and watch what I'm about to take you into, right? Because listen, Here's the deal. When the people walk out of your life, and I preach a lot about this kind of stuff because I don't think the body of Christ does it enough. They're like, well, what would Jesus do? He would let them be somebody else's headache. 
He's like, you ain't done a good job with them. <laughs> Let somebody else take it, right? But we're over here beating ourselves up thinking we failed and we're, we're, we're holding on to it. But here's the key, y'all. It is possible to be with us and not for us. It is possible for us to walk through life and the enemy, if the enemy knows that you are the apple of God's eye, what's his biggest, his biggest plot to make you not believe in it? See, the enemy is not fighting you because you're weak. Thieves don't rob empty vaults. Right? We all want to be a diamond, but none of us want to get cut. Oh, I want to be a diamond. I, 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 wanna, I want it. I want it, God. I want what they got. But you, you fall apart every time something goes wrong. You're like, <laughs> one day you up. Won't he do it? On Facebook. And the next day you're like, I'm doing a Facebook purge. If you don't see me in your news feed, you've been deleted. Because I'm sick of the drama. Do this. You are the drama. <laughs> you are. You're welcome. Right? Because when we go through life, I have learned that when I learned to drop the rocks in my life, when I stopped being bitter and got better, when I allowed God to turn my stars into scars, the scars into stars, I allowed him to use my pain as my pulpit. When I got to a place where I was like, oh, devil, I walked through my whole life trying to be Ann Taylor. When you created me to be Betsy Johnson. When I finally started getting it together, I realized, oh, the devil believes in me more than I believe in myself. Until now, I'm about to shift this trajectory, baby, because as long as I ain't dead, God ain't done. They can say whatever they want about me. You listen, haters are confused fans. Put my name in bright lights, baby, because I'm back. See, I think that we go through life not thinking for ourselves. Say this loud. I'm thinking for myself. I am qualified. You know, we go through life thinking the curtain's closed. The production's over. I'm done. Our dream boards went to hell in a handbasket. Y'all had these dream boards your whole life. Every year you did another dream board. And you just took the pictures off the old dream board. And you glued them on the new one. And then all of a sudden, when all of that went to hell in a handbasket, you're like, my life's over. And God's like, oh no. See, so often in life, it's not about becoming something. It's about unbecoming what you became. Trying to fit into places you weren't supposed to be in the first place. They and them. They and them. It's always they and them. Here's the key, faith assembly. You will encounter failure in your life. You're going to walk through some things. You're going to encounter failure. We all live in a world where we judge people but vindicate ourselves. We get involved. It, it, we, we, we become in groups, the mob mentality. And the mob mentality will have you canceling people off of just what you heard. Right? We're walking around. Everybody's scared to death. Walking in a restaurant. Can I take it I'm like, I can't hear you. We all look like a bunch of bank robbers. We don't even know what we're scared of. 
Why? Because we get so, oh, oh, we have screamed, oh, for the last 10 years in church, I receive it. But the minute this COVID hit, no weapon formed against us shall prosper out the door. We are so afraid and we're running from things that's not even chasing us. Afraid. At your job, you get into clicks. At your church, you get into clicks. They begin to punish you for thinking and having your own mind. There's a tendency to jump into they and them. They don't invite you to the party. Well, nobody likes me. The whole world hates me. You got one bad apple and now you're putting all of us in the same pot. Not realizing rejection was a release. Rejection was God's protection. See, if the story is getting a lot of attention, they keep it on. They keep it going. They keep it going. They keep it going. It keeps infecting us. It keeps bothering us. It keeps weighing us down. We all want to be accepted and connected. We all want to get validation. We all want to be loved. Right? We like to be included. Peer pressure ain't just for kids. It's for grown-ups too. We go and we start feeling peer pressure and we got to have a kid by the time we're 30. So we settle for Bozo instead of waiting for Boaz. <laughs> I just got to get married fast because you know my fallopian. Who said you got to have a baby at 30? But we get into this frame of mind. I got to be retired at 50. What you going to do at 50? Retired? You going to die. You live your whole life to retire. For what? To sit in your tweed lazy boy and do what? Get moving. Get your life. If you are not obsessed with your life, change it. Change it. Why? Because you're grown. You are a whole grown-up. You are a grown-up. You got two hands. You got two feet. You birthed, some of y'all birthed babies too. You're a whole superwoman. Created a whole life in your belly, but yet you fall apart in a pandemic. You fall apart whenever you don't know how you're going to pay your bills. Right? He's the same guy. Yes, he is. Oh, 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 oh. I won't see this. Y'all have me up here singing and dancing. And I can't do really neither. <laughs> See, we live in a they and a them world. You don't know who they are or them. So you just hear it and live under it. See, God didn't make you to fit in. God made you to stand out. He did not write you off just because your daddy did not, was not there for you as a child. He did not write you off because you ran five men off with your big mouth either. Six times your charm. He did not write you off because you destroyed your family to that alcoholism or that addiction. He did not write you off. He did not write you off. He is over here saying, I got plans to bless you and not harm you, give you a future. Y'all, there's 8,000 promises in the Bible, but you won't get to it because you're like, I am stuck on thus, these, and vows. I just can't do it. Well, get the thug version. The message version. 
It says, for I know the plans that I have for you, saith the Lord. Plans to bless you and not harm you. Give you a future and a hope, Jeremiah 29, 11. He says, for I'm going to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than you could ever ask or think. What does that sound like to you? It sounds like you're about to have a whole Holy Ghost body because the Holy Ghost body don't stop. What, what? That's what he's waiting on in your life for you to get it together. Just because you have a rock don't mean you got to throw it. Just because you got things coming against you. Some of y'all going to walk into your job on Monday. They're going to be like, uh-oh, y'all, something happened. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know where Ellen went this week. <laughs> but she got out of her car, a little zip in her step, and she's smiling. <laughs> because they're so used to you coming into your job every day, being ruled by your emotions. And you're realizing today, oh, no, not today, Satan, not tomorrow, not the next day. I just realized that I have got the joy of the Lord, and it doesn't matter what I'm going through. I'm going to praise my way through this thing. I'm praising my way through the pandemic. I'm praising my way through this cancer. I'm praising my way through. I'm telling you something. I am coming out of this. That's all you need to have is a I'm done with that. I'm done putting flowers on a, on a grave that I'm not even in. They said this woman was caught in the act of adultery. And by the time they bring her to Jesus, there was a mob of people proclaiming they caught her. Anybody else in here ever relate to a story like that? A gang of people who has ever come against you? People trying to decide your fate? Your ex-mother-in-law, <laughs> they messed up. They messed up, baby. They messed up because the scribes and the Pharisees brought her to Jesus. They messed up letting you walk in faith assembly today because you're getting your groove back. You're getting your power back today. You're going to become one of the greatest volunteers of faith assembly. You're about to be at every door greeting that they're going to be like, I know she went through something. You know what? I don't, I don't listen to me, y'all. I don't hang out with nobody that ain't got a limp. I need to know you made it through something. I need to know that you have walked through hell and high water and you came out on fire. I need to know that whenever I'm feeling down, because I will, that I got a drive of people that's saying, girl, you're going to get your butt up today. You're about to praise your way through today. Come on. I know you don't see it, but I see it in you. So let's go. A tribe that will push you to break through and not break down. See, coming to Jesus is different than coming to church. Some people leaving you is a favor and it is possible to be with us and not of us. Throw this woman was at the feet of Jesus and she was told she should be stoned because of the law. That was me. That was me. That was me at my, at my dad's church. The only one, my, my daddy died three months ago, y'all. 52 years, him and my mother. As my dad's breath is leaving his body, my mom's leaning him over him, going, baby, loving you and, 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 and having the assignment of being your wife was the greatest assignment of my life. This is what I was raised in. But then all of a sudden, I find myself at this place, like a bunch of you, where I'm just giving up my life. I'm just laying down. This lady was laying on the floor, naked, embarrassed, and waiting to be stoned. Rumors are rocks. You are validated to feel what you're feeling. But you can't bleed on people that didn't cut you. You've got to hush and heal. 
so that you don't carry it in your legacy and keep going and keep going and your kids just seeing every day of your life. I remember y'all would lay in my bed and I would cry every night, scared to death of what was to come. And I remember looking and it was a quiz on MySpace and it said, it said, it said 25 things about me. And I was like, yes, I'm about to do this whole quiz and tell everybody I like banana sandwiches with peanut butter. <laughs> and I started and number one said, what's your favorite color? I couldn't even tell you. He said, what's your favorite food? I couldn't even tell you because I'd lost myself trying to get people to love me that couldn't even love themselves. I said, God, I need you. I need you. I need you to tell me 25 things about me that's good. Seven days later, it was Mother's Day. And my little Lincoln Presley comes in with a poem. And it wasn't 25 things that I love about you. It was 35. And it said 35 things that I love about you, mama. As I'm laying in my depressed bed, scared. Number one said, I love you, mama, because you're the loudest one at my basketball game. <laughs> that boy, every day of his life, as we were going to the game, would be like, if you yell at this game, I will never hit a goal. But yet now I'm his favorite because I was the loudest one at the game. Because you know it. Every time he hit a goal, I'd be like, wow, that's my kid. <laughs> Number six said, I love you, mama, because you conquered hell in high heels. <laughs> you know what that said to me, mama? That what should have taken me out. I should have been like this woman. But my son looks at me and says, mama, you came through something that should have ripped your heart out forever but you conquered hell in high heels. You allowed something that should have devastated you, everybody. You, you should have been a statistic, but yet, mama, I watched you rise from the ashes. I watched you come through this thing, mama, and I'm so proud of you, and that's what I'm telling every person in this building today. That it don't matter, daddy, if you ain't been in their lives in the last 20 years, get back in their lives. Mama, you can rise above anything. Don't you worry about your children. God's got your kids. They just need you. They need to see you the comeback kid. But you don't understand, Kim. Yes, I do. You can stand up. Yes, I do understand. I understand how hard it is. You know what I love about Jesus? Jesus didn't say a word. He just leaned down and started writing in the dirt. He started, he stooped in a silence. He teaches us the best thing to say to the enemy is nothing at all. Some of y'all been fighting something that you ain't even getting paid to fight. He got down there in the dirt with her. That's what I love about God. He will get his hands dirty for us. He don't hang with the holy ones who act like they don't do anything wrong. He gets down in your dirt with you. That's how I got saved. 36 years old, I thought my life was over. God makes me go put makeup on people. And y'all, the reason I got these glasses on today is because my eyebrows are not on fleek. And he made me go to makeup on people. And I'm like, oh, I hate people. And I had to feel their breath. 
And I didn't know how to do makeup, so I just told them, every single one of them, I don't care if you were 90 years old with a million wrinkles, I'd be like, you are so beautiful. You don't even need any makeup. When God created you, he was so bored. You got the feather eyelashes. They look like a train wreck. But by the time they got out of, my, out of my seat, they were walking out with their shoulders back. That next Friday, I'll never forget the first time I realized, oh, I'm carrying something. I got something on me. Eleanor comes walking back in my store, and I'm thinking, Eleanor, you can't bring your lip gloss back. I got the biggest sales at this counter for lip gloss. I'm on to something. And she's carrying her little purse. And she says, Kim, I don't want to return my lip gloss. She said, I have a proposition for you. I thought, oh, dear God. She said, every Friday, I'm going to come sit in your chair and let you put makeup on me again. She said, because I've been going to my therapist for 13 years. And he ain't done nothing for me. I'm still praying every night for my ex to get killed with a drink too. But when I got out of your chair, <laughs> I felt like I was so free. And every Friday, I just want to sit in your chair. What am I saying to you? What you're carrying is not even for you. It's for somebody else. That lady came and sat in my chair every day and I, every Friday, 45 minutes and buy another lip gloss. What am I saying to you? What you're walking through, you can't go to seminary and get it. God's trusting you with it. Some of y'all have lost loved ones during COVID. Learn how to mourn and move. They're in heaven with my daddy having a Holy Ghost party. They wouldn't want to come back anyway. Get up. You got something to talk about. I got something to talk about. You got something. All of those labels people have put on you, they're going to slip off because of the oil that's been produced in your life. Because when you wanted to give up, you got back up again. If you're in this place today and you say, Kimberly, I just need a push. Some of y'all right there. Some of y'all like, yeah, girl, you were worse than me. <laughs> if God could do it for you, he could do it for me. Won't he do it? You ain't seen nothing yet. I prophesy over you that every mountain that is standing in your life is going to become sand. Just, it's going to become a leveling field. All those labels people put on you, you are not a divorcee. That was something that happened to you. You're an overcomer the blood of the lamb by the word of the testimony it doesn't matter if you're a single mother you're doing a great job you are not an addict we are not AAA I'm Kim 13 year addict no you're not you've been delivered from alcohol for 15 years stop owning labels I'm gonna be just like my mom my mama ran them all off so I'm gonna run them all off no you're not you're breaking that off of you and if you're in this church today and you say, Kim, I struggle with depression. I struggle with worry. I struggle with addiction. I struggle with whatever it is. Maybe your marriage is in trouble. God is going to shift your marriage. You're going to be having the greatest marriage on the Y'all going to be chasing each other around your house. 
And if you're in this place and you just say, I just need a push, Kim, get out of your chair and walk up here with me. And by the time you get up here, deliverance is going to know your address. I want you to get out of your chair. Come on. Let us pray with you today. If your mind is messy, you can't be messy and anointed. Come on. Let it all down at the feet of Jesus. Come on. Get down here. Get down here. Get down here. Don't walk like this. You coming to get the Holy Ghost lottery. Run. 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 Run, baby. Run. 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 You are free. 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 Free, baby. You are free, baby. You are free. Father, as you're walking down here, lift your hands like this. Say, Father, I surrender. Come on. You've been holding it forever. Let it go. You're not going to win a reward for it. Stop making your therapist rich because you won't let something go. Let it go. Well, you don't understand, Kim. Yo, I do believe that you can be saved in a therapist. Now, listen, I, I believe in it. So don't none of you therapists send me no letters. I ain't reading it. But it's time to be done. Done. Well, I, it's easier said than done. What does that even mean? It's just making up in your mind. I'm not mad about it no more. Devil, you've been after me. You've stolen my peace. You've stolen my sleep. You've stolen my money. Y'all, a critical spirit brings forth poverty. Let it go. There's somebody in this crowd today that y'all have, you have walked through an infidelity and y'all are fighting. You're fighting to work this thing out. And I prophesy over you, let it go. God has forgiven you. Stop stalking his phone and let it go. Stop slithering on the floor to see if he's talking to somebody. It is over. It's over. Don't talk about it. You got a testimony. There's somebody else in this group that is having, struggling with identity. God is about to give you your identity back. You struggle because you were touched as a child. God is healing you right now. He is taking care of it. And you will not struggle with it anymore. I just see breakthrough. I just see addiction being broken in this group right now. Here's what we're about to do. Here's what we're going to do, y'all. Here's what we're going to do. By the time you walk out of here, you're going to be so in love with yourself. Because you are a masterpiece. You listen to me. You are a masterpiece. You are not a mistake. You are a masterpiece. I did not start full-time ministry until I was 40 years old. I'm with Charisma Publishing now. My face is in Barnes & Noble. Special Ed my whole life. 40 years old, I got to leave Bloomingdale's and go full-time ministry. 40 years old, y'all. I am 48 years old. Look what God has done in my life. I literally, y'all, I at 40 years old, I'll never forget it. At 40 years old, I was in my car. And it was a, it was a knockoff Bentley is what I call it. 
It was a 300 Chrysler. You know them things look like a Bentley, but they're really a Fiat. <laughs> I'm just kidding for all you got 300 Chryslers. I lo- that baby boy kept me going. But one night it was overheating on the side of the road and all I could think about was Broadway. I thought, God, you think of everything. You've given me my own smoke machine. And I take my phone out and I did a video and that baby boy went viral. You tell me God can't do something. And it's been eight years and look what God's done in my life. And I just prophesy right now in faith assembly, if God can do it for me in eight years, he gonna do it for you in four. That's how he rolls. So lift up your hands. Say, Father, I give you permission to shift me shift my mind I let go of all the lies of the enemy I let go of it right now I let go of it 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 I am not who they say I am I am who God says I am and so father I give you permission to move me from the back of the line to the front of the line Father, I pray over every person at this altar that you are doing a trajectory shift in our lives. Lord, we don't want what we lost. We want restitution. We want seven times greater. Seven times greater. Seven times greater. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Now, here's what I want y'all to do. Listen. On the count of three, I want everybody in Orlando, Florida to know something happened in in Faith Assembly. Are y'all ready? Tell your neighbor, give me some space. Give me some space. If there's anything still left on you, it's about to be broken off of you. On the count of three, I want us to shout so loud that you you scare your neighbor's eyebrows off her face. Are y'all ready? One, you're going to shout to Jesus. Thank you for my deliverance. Thank you for my healing. Thank you for my breakthrough. One, two, three. Come on, somebody lift up a victorious praise right here one more time. Breakthrough is in the room today. Breakthrough is is on this broadcast right now. I tell you right now, even if you're watching from a screen somewhere, that the same promises that are ringing true in this sanctuary are ringing true in your household. If you're in the room and you believe that, won't you praise God for those that are watching today? Hallelujah. Listen, if you, for the first time today, have said, Jesus, I want you to be a part of my life. I want you to be the Lord of my life. We want you to text the number that's on our screen. We want to make sure that you have some material that will bless you and help you with your walk that's to come. If you wouldn't mind just bowing your heads and closing your eyes for a moment, we're going to pray a blessing upon you and your families and those of you that are watching. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray, Lord, that what has been done in this service today by your Spirit, the word that you've spoken to us, how you've encouraged us, how you've caused us, Lord, God to grow in you and to grow to where you're calling us Lord God even today by your word we pray that it would be sealed in our hearts by your Holy Spirit we pray Lord God that we would never go back Lord to where we were before this moment but that God we would continue to go forward in you with authority with power and with your blessings on our life God the one that's reached out to you for the first time today I pray in Jesus name that their way would be made by you and that they God would have your strength to continue to walk in 
in the life that you've given them today. And Lord God, for each and every one of us, as we leave this place, let us not leave your presence, but God, continue to speak to us and encourage us and remind us who you are in our lives. That's our Father, that's our source, and we love you right back in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody who agrees, say amen. God bless you. God bless you. These altars will remain open. If you want to come and pray, if you want someone to pray with you, our prayer team will come down. Also, if you are joining us online and you'd like somebody to pray over your prayer request, why don't you call the number that's on your screen? We have some people that'll get to you and pray over your request as well. We love you. Take care.